Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the KFAN edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. I go by Gabe Henderson, and as always, I am joined by the super talented Tatum Everett and producer Eric Davidson, both from the Vikings Entertainment Network. And uh, the temperature here in the Twin Cities is starting to drop, um, but things are heating up here inside the TCO Performance Center as the 3-1 Vikings gear up for another division battle against the visiting Chicago Bears. Today's show should be a good one. We'll be joined by voice of the Chicago Bears, Jeff Joniak, who will give his insight on the monsters of Midway who march into U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday trying to get their third win of the season. The boom is at noon, and you can tune into Sunday's game right here on KFAN with voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, and Ben Lieber. And uh, as all as always, the pregame show will kick off at 10 a.m. with Mike Musman. So make sure you tune in early for the full coverage of Sunday's game. Tatum, I think it's safe to say that most, if not all, of our bodies are adjusted to being back to a normal. I guess I guess to being back to normal after a week in London, capped off by a win uh, over the Saints on Sunday. However, out of the 60 teams that have played in the NFL International Series, only five teams have opted out of their bye week. The week following that game out of those five teams, their records are two and three in the following week. And um, I, I got to ask you, does jet lag or traveling across continents concern you about this Vikings team heading into Sunday? It always concerns me. I think you can't ignore what just happened. Right. But I think that was what the staff went to the experts and we've heard players say this day in and day out. I mean, we just heard Harrison and Pat Pete talk about this yesterday on the Audible. They just are trying their best to keep the body clock the same when they went over there. And so when they come back here and they adjust accordingly, it wasn't like it was really that difficult. I mean, we got back early in the morning on Sunday, enough time to sleep, get some hours in, recover, then, you know, start your week off like normal. I think it's a really big help that we're going up against a division team. You know, you always get up for those games. It's at home. It's noon. It's finally back to that solid routine (laughs) that we have, right? Like these first four weeks, we've just kind of been all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so this is kind of kicking off that noon schedule. Now, I, I don't know if maybe they were like, hey, if you get the Bears after this, like, yes, we'll have no buy. Because if you had, had like another team or, or yeah. something like that, it may have been a little bit harder. Like, hey, why don't you play the Packers after this? Or the Bills. Or the Bills. But uh, but no, it's the Bears and they're coming in. You know, I mean, I think they're sneaky because they do have one strength, but it's going to still be tough because I think, yeah, I think that will uh, the body clock is a real thing. Yeah, that body clock is is key. And speaking now to that Bears strength, uh, they they like to run the ball. They rush for over 600 yards in the past three games, and um, usually legs are a thing of concern when you when you talk about being tired and uh, jet lag. And and I want to see if these Vikings players have their legs on Sunday because they're going to need them because it's going to be a, a tough division battle. It's going to come down to the trenches, but. Um, speaking of our show. Oh, you know, sorry. not to, So Minnesota could become the first team to win in London and the week after. No team has done it. Not that there have been a lot of options. Yeah. But if they've won that next game, so that two games, you mm-hmm. said two and three, those yep. two, they lost in London. Yep. So they'd be the first team to do both. That would be great. Wouldn't that be cool? And against a Chicago Bears team and you go three and oh in the division. Um, I, I'm on board for that. Personally, I'm yes. on board for that. So. We'll we'll see how all that shakes out. Um, I know it took me about two or three days for me to get adjusted back to being in the States. Uh, on the Audible, Harrison Smith, t- well, I guess this was off air, 
he said uh, he couldn't sleep in London, I guess, that the night before the game, so he was playing golf. And I guess uh, he said he was good simulator, for the, Simulator, guys, simulator. Yeah, let's, let's make that clear let's before, clarify, yeah. before the, health, <laughs> the health patrol comes after us. <laughs> he was on the golf simulator at 4 a.m. in the morning, and uh, ultimately it turned into a win. But I, I think most players, it took them like a day or so for them to get their body adjusted back to being in the state. So it's a new week. And um, Sunday's matchup is going to be one for the books. No one really cares about tired legs um, on the field. So I think one person or one thing that we do care about is what the big talking points are going to be on Sunday. And um, Tatum, the floor is yours. All right. You kind of touched on it a little bit ago. This team, the Vikings team, hasn't been great against the run. You know, I think they've been, you know, solid. They they get what they need to get done. But at the end of the day, the bread and butter of this Bears team, and I kind of alluded to this a second ago, and I'm not trying to be, like, smart Alec about it. Like, I kind of really do think that they do one really good thing, and that's run the ball. Yeah. This offense doesn't do much else well. <laughs> um, you know, they rank third in the league in rushing, last in the league in passing. So you know that what their plan is coming in. And I'm sure that stopping the run has been a huge emphasis at practice for these guys. They're averaging 177 yards per game while Minnesota gives up 131. So I think if you can do your best to contain that run game, you really can go from there. Get a get a you know big first and second down stops. Force them in third and long situations where you know they can't really pass that well. I just think three and outs will be super important in stopping that or putting the kibosh to that really early on to keep the crowd in the game. Yeah, if you stop the run and force Justin Fields to throw the ball, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good recipe for success. I think he's only he hasn't even hit the 500-yard mark when it comes to passing. He's only got, what, 67 pass attempts. Um, I feel like Kirk got that in, in the first game and a half. I was going to say 500. I feel like that's just a, one, a day in the life of Kirk. <laughs> yeah, so that is a, a really good talking point because, I mean, the number one thing for any team or for any defense is stopping the run. And if you can do that, uh, chances are you want to make um, the other team one-dimensional. But Justin Fields is already struggling, so it's like, okay, we, we got a little bit more of an advantage here. But my one big talking point is on the other side of the ball – and can we finally get our ground game going? Oh, that would be great. That would be really great. I mean, we're, it feels like we're right there. Yeah, I mean, last week you saw Dalvin in the fourth quarter, you know, get those two big runs, and it's like, okay, we we finally got something going here. So hopefully, we can keep that momentum going against this Bears team. That's the worst run defense in the NFL. Uh, they're giving up 183 yards a game. Yeah, no Akeem Hicks. He's been the Achilles heel of this Vikings run <laughs> yes, offense the yes. past few years. So um, I'm I'm excited to see how we can get back on track there. This um, Vikings team, I was looking at the stats. They have not, they have rushed for less than 85 yards in two of their last three games. Not to go in too far into the future, but if you can't get it done against this just like prime time, like you're salivating over this run defense. Like if, if Dalvin can't get it done, like we might worry a little bit because this is the moment for them to have a breakout game. It it only makes sense. Yeah, it only makes sense. I'm just here being the pessimist I am. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I, w- I would just say you're uh, being cautiously optimistic. There you go. Because there you, you want, go. We we want Dalvin to have a big game always, but we haven't seen it just yet. And I know a lot of people are talking about, well, should they use C.J. Ham more to open up holes or this and that, but. Our offense is our offense. Um, we should be able to run our offense against anybody, especially if Kevin O'Connell was trusting the guys up front. So um, hopefully we can get that thing going and build some confidence on Sunday. Also, like super, like a lot of credit to 
Dalvin and Alexander because despite it not being what they're used to the last few seasons where they're just like the motor and the engine of this offense, they are still on board. They're still bought in. They're still trying to have that performance. They're not letting it kind of ruin their attitudes, right? Like they still have that positive attitude about like attacking every game and winning for the team. So I, I mean, that's just from an observational standpoint from being inside the facility. So I think they'll get their due. I really do. Yes, yeah, it's, it's long overdue for them to get their due. Yeah. But uh, the fact that Alexander Madison had a receiving touchdown last week, I'm like, okay, that's that's a confidence boost that, okay, we can finally get our ground game going eventually because teams are going to have to respect our running backs as actual receivers and catching the ball. So that keeps defenses honest. That keeps us doing what we want to do and hopefully – us getting a win on Sunday. And and one person who probably wants a win more than anybody is Kevin O'Connell. He talks to the media today following Friday's final preparation for the Bears. All in all, good week of prep coming off of our trip last weekend. And uh, we feel good about, uh, you know, having a good performance this weekend against a tough divisional opponent. At the end of the week, how are you feeling about the how the plan worked to come back and get back to normal after the trip to London? Yeah, I feel I feel really good about it. You know, it's great to get to come back to this facility uh, with the type of resources we have here for the players. You know, we've had some unique things from a standpoint of recovery-wise for them. You know, both from when we immediately got back. Uh, all the way throughout the week, how we practiced, how we went about kind of getting them ready to go every day and, you know, talking to a lot of our leaders. I think they feel pretty good about where they're at. What kinds of things did you guys put in place to help them recover faster? Yeah, we had some, you know, you know we had some extra, you know, massage therapists in for the whole group. Everybody um, kind of, you know, kind of didn't quite make it something mandatory, but you don't really have to do that with massages, I know. Um, at least my experience with, uh, you know, offering that up to players, they normally jump at those. Uh, and then just how we lifted them, you know, how we kind of built in some extra recovery throughout those uh, sessions. And then ultimately, uh, we had, mo- you know, repetition wise, we had basically a normal week. So um, those guys came back ready to roll. You know, it helps when you get a win, a little more energy maybe coming off of that game. Another, you know, clutch performance to win in the end. And, and we're just looking to continue to grow as a team, improve. And uh, it's all part of our early season process right here to solidify what we think we are as a football team. Did uh, Lewis get a, a trip back scheduled yet? Is that hopefully uh, he, soon? He did. I, we're expecting him hopefully tomorrow um, at some point. I don't know the exact details on it, Kevin, quite yet, but uh, we are hoping to get him uh, get him back. From, all, from everything that uh, I've been updated on, he's doing really well um, coming off of that procedure and uh, he's, he's excited to get back, obviously, but um, you know we do feel really strongly uh, about kind of the week it's been for him and that uh, when he does come back, it'll be because it's the right time for him from a, a medical standpoint. Well, Sunday will mark Kevin O'Connell's seventh time facing the Chicago Bears in both his playing and coaching career. Uh, as a player, Kevin O'Connell is 0-2 against the Bears. He's 2-2 as an assistant coach, and he's looking to get his first win as a head coach versus the Bears on Sunday. When we get back from the break, we will be joined by voice of the Chicago Bears, Jeff Joniak, who will give his thoughts on the upcoming Sunday's matchup. Hey, Vikings fans. Right now, you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at U.S. Bank Stadium. Fill it with an ice cold Pepsi and you'll be ready for football watching. Sports 
Spa Montage is the Twin Cities' premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there's a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. Welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm alongside Vikings.com, Tatum Everett, and we have producer Eric Davidson on the ones and twos. And we now have the special privilege of being joined by voice of the Chicago Bears, Jeff Joniak. Jeff, uh, thank you for joining the show. I know you have been with the team for for over two decades now, but I got to ask, what is new about this new Chicago Bears team? Oh, everything. Everything is new. New schemes, new people, you know, 60% of the roster turned over, new regime, new scouts, new leadership in that end, and of course, an entirely new coaching staff. So everything's new about the Bears. And it's just a complete reset kind kind of thing going on right now. And New beliefs, new slogans, and a uh, new direction. With everything new, what do you think about this, or what do you make of this two-and-two two start? You know, it's all about baby steps right now for a team that has barely played with each other. There was no big retainment of the star players. You, you think of Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and, and that group, and on the offensive side of the ball, you know, there's you no know, Allen Robinson and, and that kind of thing. So these guys are just getting to know each other right now, first month of the season. I know league-wide, I always talk about week one being the great unknown, and the Bears pulled a big surprise in bad weather against San Francisco and got people excited, but this is still a development going on. Every day is a developing situation for this entire roster. Yeah, I think uh, we can probably say the same thing here with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, with everything being so new with Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. And speaking of Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, I think um, everyone who follows both the Bears and the Minnesota Vikings, they both know that Ryan Poles, who's the general manager for the Bears, and Kwesi Adolfo Mensa were, were, were both finalists for both two jobs with the Bears and the Vikings. Of course, um, they're with their respective teams now. But when you look at, I was just going to say, I'm just going to say Ryan Poles. What, what, what stands out to you about how he has tried to construct this team for future success? Well, that's, that's the key there, really. Uh, you you got to have sustained success. It can't be the roller coaster ride that, you know, that has happened here in Chicago. There's been, you know, moments of elite type teams that can threaten and potentially compete for a, a championship. And that's not consistent, though. And so his whole idea is to grow your own. He will find players in the free agent market where needed, but I I don't think he's going to be a huge free agent guy. And I I love that. I want to grow my own team and pay my own guys. I think um, free agency, for the greater part, it's false hope. I mean, you're going to find guys when you're close to competing that you're going to add to the mix that may push you over the top. But grow your own, and and to me, that's that's the old way it was done, and and I'm old, so (laughs) I I don't mind – I don't mind three yards in a cloud of dust and the running game. And I, I know you need to throw to score, but you run to win and you play great defense and great special teams. That's just my personal belief. But, you know, they want a tough team. They Reverting to baseball a little bit within the division. Uh, I did grow up in Cleveland. So uh, Cleveland Guardians, the way they play baseball, with all due respect to the Twin Cities and the, and the great Minnesota organization, they surprised people because they were annoying. They, they, they played Indeed. the game in a way that, you know, it wasn't a three-run homer to, to win games. I, I want the Bears to play the same way. Be annoying. Be in the game to the end. Make you feel that you played the Bears. And I always feel also that you, you should reflect the tenor of your city. And it is a, a blue-collar, hard-working, 
hardworking city, and they they love the idea of having a nasty football team on the field and making that other team pay. Are they getting there just yet? No, it's going to take some time. Yeah, you just <laughs> took the next question out of my mouth. I was just going to say, how do you feel like they've gotten that way? But but I I do think that. The pesky Bears, the Vikings feel that way, that they are a pesky, annoying team. This matchup is always something that I think everyone looks forward to. You guys come here to U.S. Bank Stadium, where the Vikings haven't lost a home game, and the Bears haven't won a road game this season. What do you like about this matchup in particular? I love every division matchup, so they, they get, it gets my juices going. I know my, my, my brother in Minnesota there, Paul Allen, <laughs> uh, also gets it, you know, uh, wait for the obligatory uh, take it easy on today. I know you guys are from the big city, but just take it easy on us out <laughs> today as he's got the two best weapons in the NFC North outside of Aaron Rodgers and Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. But, uh, you know, it's the, old, it's the old black and blue. It's Minnesota, it's Bears, it's Packers, it's Lions. I, I, those matchups get me jacked up. It's twice a year. And there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things happen in the course of a rivalry. So you just honestly, it's a cliche, but you never know what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, the Bears are coming in, running the football as well as any team in the league right now. Uh, but they're also not stopping the run. So mm-hmm. that's a scary quotient when you've got Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison on the other side. And, you know, we have a young secondary. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what they decide to do in terms of coverage for Justin Jefferson and how that's all going to play out. Yeah, you just talked about the Bears' running attack. They ran for over 600 yards in the past three games. I think that has to be worth noting, no no matter how you look at the Bears, if you're any team. But understanding that, what do you think the key for this game should be for, for both teams? Well, there are many keys in football. There isn't just one, obviously. Right. So, it, you know, you could, you could be here all day breaking those keys down. But from a Bears' perspective, you know, running games travel well on the road. So do special teams. So those are two areas I want to begin with right there. If the Bears can run the ball and stop Minnesota's run and force, you know, the ball into the hands of Kirk Cousins, I would think that would be a, a method. Uh, but, you know, Kirk, to me, he's underrated. I don't know why people are always taking shots at what he does. You can put, you know, Ron Rivera told me a long time ago, the head coach of the commanders now, but figures lie and liars figure. And you can make stats look how any way you want. But that's a hell of a quarterback right there. Well, sticking with the defense, Roquan Smith, that was well-documented trade or contract. They go with the contract, and he now leads the NFL in tackles. Do you think that's a response to just being dedicated to the Bears 100% this season? Uh, you know, Roquan never flinched in terms of being a uh, being a pro. Uh, from the time that holdout occurred and when he was you know, not participating in training camp, it, it was all about business, but it never affected him. He was the same guy. He had a smile on his face everywhere he went. Players love him. Still a leader, still was involved on the practice field, watching, looking, getting himself ready. And I had no doubt in my mind he was going to bring it this year. He always does. That's that's Roquan Smith. So this team has a lot of respect for him. And I think what he did and how he did it, it was a great learning lesson for what is largely one of the youngest teams in the league with a lot of young players on both sides of the ball, watching how you handle your business. You don't sit there and pout. You don't, you know, throw a tantrum and, you know, leave the building and don't don't be seen for six weeks. I mean, that's that's the professional way of going about the business side of football. I get that. And uh, moving to the captain of the offensive side of the ball, uh, Justin Fields, right? There, There's always these outside perspectives of, you know, how his game has grown. Uh, understanding that you have been in the building or being 
not, I guess, covering the team for this long. How have you seen him grow thus far in his career and through year two? You know, it's a, you know the fact that he's exerting himself as a leader is a big first step. You know, he didn't get that opportunity a year ago. Hard to do it when you're playing behind guys and, you know, it's rotating and, you're, you know, you get, get banged up. So you can't really take root. It takes time. You, it's got to be organic. And now it is. it has become organic. He's, he's tight with these guys. And, hey, he's learning every single day. It is not simple to be a young quarterback in this league and hit the ground running unless you are a born superstar. And those are few and far between. So there's a lot of work to be done, and there will continue to be. This is, this is a whole process. Uh, but, you know, every day there's something new and better, and every day there's a missed opportunity to learn from. And that's that's true, frankly, for any quarterback, but mm-hmm. especially for a young one like Justin. Uh, love the way he approaches his job. He, uh, he grinds, and he is ultra-competitive, and that shows up in his personality. You know, he, he hates losing. That's for sure. And if uh, winning matters, then losing should hurt. The Bears are getting a Vikings team back from London, not taking the bye. These guys had to adjust their body clocks. And now this team comes in and they just, you know, run it down your throat. So what is that key to this game? The Bears, what do they need to take advantage of from this Vikings team to walk away with the road win? You know, from my perspective, and, you know, there's all kind of math on that, too. So I just, you know, I just banged stats, which I use often, but I think teams, uh, Coming out of London, our uh, four and eighteen. I don't know if that somebody threw that at me the other day. I don't know. You guys might want to do that math, but again, I don't care about that. It's a home game in a very loud stadium, yeah. uh, the best indoor stadium in football. And you know, you got to start fast. You got to quiet the masses. And you know, fans get bored when you start running the running the ball down the team's throat, and it gets real quiet and nervous in there. But you know, whether they can pull that off, I don't know. They got to be a quick starter, that's for sure. And and then see where it goes. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. And uh, just speaking of that stat, the, I guess, 4-18 and 18 is correct. I think um, 2-3, and three, so there's only been five teams that have opted out the week following the bye. So those teams that have opted out the week following the bye are 2-3. and three. But outside of that, they are 4-18. and 18. So uh, I believe the Bears are the last team that has won a game. They've beat the team that have come off the bye. So um, I, I guess for Minnesota Vikings fans, they're, they're hoping that uh, history does not repeat itself. But, Jeff, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we appreciate your time today, man. I truly appreciate uh, it. No problem. All right, guys. You guys have a great week. We'll see you Sunday. See you Sunday. See you. And Vikings fans, we appreciate you for joining us for another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. The boom is at noon. We'll see you at U.S. Bank Stadium.